0: One four one nine five one one zero two five. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard live from Hampden Park, the National Stadium, on a massive night for Scotland. It is win or bust as Israel visit. The aim is simple: three points and through to the Nations League playoff, And, of course, confidence is high following the 4-0 win against Albania on Saturday. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. And where else would you rather be tonight?
2: Gordon Hamden is looking resplendent in the rain. It's, as you say, win or bust. We'll take win, Gordon, won't we? Because we're on the march with Alex Army.
3: Yeah, it's special after the weekend, Roger. A positive result, four goals. A terrific display, you've got to say. But... Big pressure tonight. We've really got to go out here and win this. As you touched on there, the pitch is absolutely beautiful. Looking forward to a real exciting game.
1: So one hour and 40 minutes until kick-off. Let's build up to the game together. 0141 951 1025, that's the number you need. And if you would rather tweet, then we are at Clyde SSB. It doesn't have to be all about Scotland. I'm sure that will dominate the headlines tonight. But if you've got any club football on your mind, then do share your thoughts with us on the phones. Or on Twitter as well. Uh, Roger, for all the confusion, for all the complexities surrounding the UEFA Nations League, it could not be simpler. Win the game and you're through to the playoff. Don't and you're not.
2: Yeah, and there is a scenario, Gordon, where if Scotland win three games at Hampden, we're in the Euro 2020 final, regardless of how we do in the qualification, the the orthodox qualification, if you like, because a win tonight sends us guaranteed into the Nations League semi-finals in March 2020. Most likely a home tie against Finland, we understand it is very complicated. It looks like Finland and Norway will be joined as group winners by Serbia and hopefully Scotland. Scotland, if we win tonight, will have the best record of the four... They would host Finland in March 2020 Assuming we don't do the easy thing and qualify automatically And then, if the draws count is The final of the Nations League Group C Could also be at Hamden So, if you see it quickly, it sounds quite simple Do you follow that, Gordon Deal?
3: Yeah, all the way with with Roger I'm only concentrating tonight, Gordon Uh, We've been to this party many times And we always seem to fail So, everything's about concentration tonight Get the right team out there Which I think will be unchanged And let them get in about this game. And let's get a good result. Hopefully, you know, the weather's not the kindest. But (coughs) after the the, the encouragement signs of the weekend, hopefully some more punters come through the door and support us. And I really am looking forward to a, a, a terrific game.
1: Now, usually when we're building up to a big game, we like to get your thoughts on team selection, who should play, who shouldn't play. And that's not to say we don't want that. I'm just wondering, Roger Hanna, if anyone's got any changes in mind. Because it's not too often that Scotland go into a game on the back of a 4-0 win away from home, so if there are to be any changes, I don't suppose there will be many.
2: Yeah, well, two reasons I can't see any changes. A, because we won the game 4-0 away from home on Saturday night. But B, there are limited options for Alan McLeish. You know, he lost players before the squad was named. He lost nine players after the squad was named. He couldn't fill the bench in scored on Saturday night. There were limited alternatives. So much so that Daz's friend Callum Patterson went back to the the right-back position that he now agrees with Daz. He's not very good at But he tried his hardest against Eros Gresda, who was Albania's best player at the weekend. He got through, he protected a clean sheet. I would expect him to start it right back again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be the only area for improvement, Gordon. As as Roger says, you can't be too harsh on Callum Patterson. We won the game 4-0, he was part of a back four, uh, which came away with the clean sheet. It's the only area of the pitch which maybe could have been better. But as Roger says... Other than Jack Henry, who else is, is going to play the attack?
3: No, nobody. And I will be surprised if Patterson doesn't line up in the right back position. I'll be the same team, Gordon. How can you how can you leave someone out? Uh, Roger was saying there about the terrific result we got away from home, clean sheet, as a big plus for us as well, and uh, four goals. So, I don't expect... I will be astonished if Alec McLeish changes his team. I'll be the same again, guys. Get out there, go on the front foot, try and get an early goal, try and get the atmosphere going at Hamden, and hopefully... Steer is on Mm. to a victory.
1: So Gordon and Roger, pretty sure it's going to be an unchanged team. Do you agree or disagree? Why not let us know on the phones? 0141 951 1025. On Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. It's a big night for the Scotland players, a big night for the Scotland fans and a big night for the manager, Alex McLeish as well. Let's hear what he had to say ahead of this one.
4: It's a huge game for us. We know it is. Uh, We we took on a huge game of the weekend and uh, we absolutely... Nailed it. And the players are showing the body language that I would like to see for a team going into a very, very important game. They know that. Uh, they, they know that. And I don't need to remind them of that. The, the, the one thing that the players will always do is try to play at the best level they can play at. If every one of these guys does that, again, as I said to them pre the Albania game, I would be positive about the outcome. You, you know, you have players playing in Europe to a very good level but we have um, also very very good players and uh, in the Scotland team again I'd be hap- I'm, I'm happy about the evolution of this team listen we we have to take forward into the game against Israel you know where we're left off we have to impose ourselves we're the home team and uh, you know it's it's normal that we would want to do the same to them all, all I'm looking for from every single player is to bring their highest performance level to the game. One thing for sure is uh, that it will. I'm, I'm pretty op- optimistic about what happens after that.
1: Right, come on then, get your pre-match predictions in. What's the score going to be? Can Scotland do it? Yes or no? And should it be an unchanged team this evening? Yes or no? Give us a call. 0141 951 1025. Uh, and on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. There's no getting away from it, Roger. It is still a big night for Alex McLeish. There has been this school of thought all along, rightly or wrongly, and we will find out in due course that his future depends on qualification for the the, the latter stages of, of the Nations League and ultimately uh, the, the, the next Euros. No, I think like any international manager, their future depends
2: on qualification for the Euros it doesn't matter how you qualify for the Euros We might, the, the draw for the European Championships takes place in Dublin in December 2 same day as the Bent Fred Cup final um, it could be difficult, Scotland win tonight it could be easier because we're going to pot three of the seeds if we win this yep. game tonight, likely to go into pot four if we don't win the game tonight so there's, there's more than just winning this group at stake Whatever happens, Alec was charged with getting us to the final. Some of the Euro 2020 games will be here at Hamden, if you remember. It's a, it's a UEFA celebration, celebrating 60 years of the European Championship. So we need to be there. The Nations League gives us a second chance. Oddly enough, some of the games are coming before the Euros, but effectively it gives us a second chance. The semi-finals, hopefully, will be here in March 2020. And that's important for Alec McLean. He will be judged on whether or not he can end 20-odd years of hurt. Not do you think advantage. do you think
3: tonight, Roger, if, if we don't get the positive result that Alan McLeish will come under severe pressure for his job? Do you think that but this is the way the Scotland but fans of are, are looking at this now?
2: Listen, Dad, you know what it's like in, in management. It's it's either black or white. It was a very dark week for Alec McLeish last week as players were pulling out almost on a daily basis the journey to Tirana and then on to Skoda. You know, there was a lot of pressure on Alec and on the players to perform suddenly they go out and they beat 10 men of Albania 4-0 and everything's rosy in the garden again everything's terrific for Scotland so if we can get a positive result tonight and you take a scratchy scrappy 1-0 home win right now then it'll be great for Alec but if Israel come here and turn us over as they did in Haifa last month then of course there's mm. pressure on the manager of course there is but I still expect him to be in charge next March
1: for the opening European qualifier. Okay, I want to get your pre-match predictions whether that's scoreline or team selection get them in right now 01419511025 the ultimate question, a very simple one can Scotland do it tonight, yes or no give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB we always talk about the C word confidence in football and uh, just how big a part can that play this evening Roger, like I mentioned earlier on there are not too many times Scotland go into a big game on the back of such a convincing performance and I get, I, I accept Albania are not the best and they were down to 10 men but that won't have any bearing on the confidence that the players will have picked up well, the, that
2: the, night. F- the funny thing is people say it was a makeshift team that was fielded by Alec and Skoda on Saturday night. but the, the lads in the park Actually, went into the game with confidence. Look how well Ryan Fraser had been playing for Bournemouth. Look how well the Celtic lads, Forrest, Christie, McGregor, how well they had all been playing for their clubs. Callum Patterson, despite being moved back to right-back, as we discussed, had been playing very well for Cardiff. It's been a great season for Scott McKenna at Aberdeen, Andy Robertson at Liverpool, Alan McGregor at Rangers. So individually, the guys had all had good seasons, were going in with confidence, and that confidence will be sky high because... People can criticise Albania, all the like. They can say they were down to 10 men. But you've seen Scotland in circumstances like that before struggle mm. to get a positive result.
3: But how many times, Roger, have we, we, we discussed Scotland teams and you talk about play the lads that are in form, Gordon. Play the boys that are playing well week in, week out with their clubs. Christie has been different class since he's come in, Celtic team. McGregor has found a role just playing in front of the back four. You're right, Patterson's had to get in there He's never a right back But it's still a clean sheet The one thing I, I've got a lot of confidence in us tonight And I think it'll be very important We've got good height set plays I think it's set plays yeah. we could be really dangerous tonight Because we've got guys that will go and attack the ball And hopefully can get as a goal.
1: Right, over to you 0141 951 1025 I always take a bit of interest in looking at the caller's details They pop up in the screen and of course we're at hand And this one says Williams from Germany and then in brackets, East Kilbride. I, I, I don't know how that happens, but William can explain. What's your point tonight, William?
5: Hi, mate. Uh, how you doing? All right, guys.
1: Hi, well, are well
5: uh, you I'm from, I'm from East Goldbride, but uh, I'm working in Germany.
1: There we go. Oh. Thanks for clearing that up.
5: That's what it was, mate. <laughs> uh, no, just to say that I like your points about tonight. We should, honestly, I, I hope we should beat these guys tonight. Uh, like I say, Saturday was. Brilliant. It was a great result. Uh, everybody's a hopefully on a high move. So so I just want to, I'm just I just I'm just optimistic about the night, that's all it is. I'm just hoping for the game to start this to
1: how we play. And you can understand that Roger and Gordon because there's there's one thing about going to Albania and getting a result and let's be honest, look at that build up, look at the, the, the apathy, the, the withdrawals, you would have settled for a one nil. You'd have settled for a scrappy one nil. In off someone's backside, all the other clichés that come with it. And again, I accept Albany are not great, but some of the football that was played, the quality of the goals, and let's be honest, it could have been far more. So you can understand why there's at least a bit of optimism. But there's more
3: pressure tonight, Gordon, because we're at home. We have to win
1: the game. Yeah, but we had to uh, win on Saturday. And, and, uh, yeah, and on
3: Saturday. but we're away from home. We're not playing in front of the, the crowd that's coming along now. And they're now looking at the performance at the weekend. They're looking at the goals. They're looking at the chances we created. The style of football we played at times. And they'll be expecting the same again tonight. And I am I'm, I'm I really don't care. A 1-0 scrappy game is good enough for me tonight. As long as we can come out mm. here and perform on the pitch... Come out here and play the fluent football because we have got players in the team that can play. Get the ball down and play. McGregor's and the Christie's and Ryan Fraser's and Forrest is is, is, is playing remarkably well. You know, the defence looks a nice tight unit now. We've got strength in the height and power. I just think that everything's here for us tonight. But... We've got to perform.
2: And William said it all the way to Germany. Alec was saying he wants as many people here as possible tonight. I should have a sort of rallying cry for the Tartan Army. As he goes to Germany, I'm told that the Barry Tartan Army from Italy, they're in town today. They hosted some of the Tartan Army for the Albania game at the weekend. They've come over to Glasgow for the game. So they're coming from far and wide. And I just hope the team does can live up to what they did on Saturday night. They were outstanding on Saturday night away from home. But Hamden at home. There is more pressure. It's all set up for Scotland. We, we haven't won a home qualifier to actually qualify for something since 1997. Kevin Gallagher at Celtic mm. Park against, I think it was Latvia. It's a long, long time to wait for a night like this. Win tonight
1: and we're suddenly in a semi-final of the Nations League. William, who do you think could be the main man tonight? There were so many decent performers on Saturday. Who are you pinning your hopes on?
5: Sorry, I, I, I didn't know the team. Uh, I don't know the team is, is Fletcher playing tonight?
1: Well, listen, we don't have the confirmed starting eleven yet, but I think it's a pretty safe bet that, that Stephen Fletcher will play again.
5: Right. So you're hoping then? Right. It's the, the team, if bar injuries, it's the team that played on Saturday. No, it's like you said last night. I think it was you Ukevans. You can only play with the frontier. We played Albania. We played them at the park, away from him. Hopefully, we can do that at home. If, if
3: you know what I mean I think I think this team just just looking at and I think Alex has been a little bit fortunate and I know that when all the call-offs scored and, in and it was key players it was, it was calling off and you're thinking oh we've really got a we've not got a strong squad now sometimes as a manager your best teams are picked for you it's an old cliche and I just like the energy in the team I like the, the sort of a pace that we've got I like the strength that we've got I like the passing that we've got I just think Alex found something here and hopefully it'll continue mm. tonight. And let's not get carried away because it was a bit and it was 10 men and we totally understand that. But the call is right. You can only beat what's in front of you. And i am got high hopes tonight because I think we'll play at a high energy tonight.
1: Roger, I think in particular just the style of some of the goals. James Forrest's second is, was probably the pick of the bunch, and when you look at where that move started, back in Andy Robertson's section of the pitch, and I think Callum McGregor gets involved, Ryan Fraser plays a part in starting it, it's a wonder ball from Christie, Fraser, and you've all seen the finish from James Forrest, these are the the, the, the types of moves, the types of patterns of play, that hopefully can be replicated on, I mean look at that, we're, we're live at Hampden, No excuses as far as the pitch goes down.
2: it's one of those goals. Had Barcelona scored it in the weekend, you'd have seen it 100 times in the television through the week from, from start to finish. It was a terrific goal. It shows, as Dad says, the confidence in some of these young guys. There's James Forrest, his two goals in his 25th cap, gets presented with his medal yesterday to mark the occasion. Andy Robertson, the captain, also presented. These are guys now, they're not youngsters in international terms anymore. Even the likes of Scott McKenna. These are guys who hold the hopes and ambitions yeah. of the nations in their hand they're confident they believe they'll win two words for you, Gordon Boer. we've seen in Europa League and Nations League the goal scoring thread that he
1: presents and he is the one guy that all the Tartan Army will have at the back of their minds tonight uh, the Scotland players are just making their way into the stadium at hand in Gordon we've mm. seen guys like um we talked about James Forrest's goal, the second one the other night, given the way he played on Saturday and the way he's playing for Celtic at the moment, how important is he going to be tonight? We've got to get him on
3: the ball Gordon, that's uh, the most important thing he's in form, he's playing with a lot of confidence uh, he's scoring goals, which is brilliant for him, get him on the ball it's a big pitch, get, let's use the width of the pitch, Let get, let's get him on the ball, let's get him at running the defenders let's get him creating chances for the strikers, and I think that it's a big game for James Forrest tonight. I think he could be the match winner. I know when you look at our team like say Christie's playing very well. McGregor is a a, a great talent. Ryan Fraser has, has been terrific as well down the English Premier League. We've got some good players there. We've got guys in the full back areas that are willing to go up and down the park all night. We've got good strength, we've got good height mm. Everything about it and I know I'm building up very well for the biggest fall in the world, but I just believe that this is a team with a lot of energy.
1: OK, big thank you to William. And listen, this is not to say that Gordon and Roger aren't experts, but we've got a proper expert on the line because Anthony is a Scot living in Israel. So we're going to speak to Anthony next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to thompsons.com.
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel join me Gordon Duncan tonight live from Hamden as we build up to a massive night for Scotland against Israel here at the National Stadium. And we do have some breaking team news for you. So listen in and give us your reaction 01419511025. Ronnie Charters has the team. And it's unchanged from the 4-0 win over Albania. It's a 4-2-3-1 formation for Scotland this evening. Alan McGregor
3: in goal. A back four, Callum Patterson, Scott McKenna, David Bates and Andy Robertson. Callum McGregor and Stuart Armstrong, the holding midfielders, Ryan Fraser, Ryan Christie and James Forrest, the attacking three, all behind the lone striker of Stephen Fletcher, the subs.
5: Bain,
1: McDonald, Fleck, Hendry, Shinney, Gary Mackay Stevens, McTominay, Phillips, McBurney and Russell. Okay, let's be honest, not too many surprises there, but give us your reaction nevertheless. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can also tweet at Clyde SSB. Back on the phone lines though. Let's speak to Anthony, who is a Scotland fan, he's a Scotsman, but he's in Tel Aviv, Anthony. So you've got the you've got the expert opinion on what Scotland are going to face tonight. Tell us.
6: Um, well, you're actually building me up to you either. I'm definitely no expert. Um, I'm just a very, very passionate Scot living in Israel. Lived here for 20 years, and I'm actually Israeli. But when it comes to football, my blood boils. Scottish football blood. I love Scottish football. I'm very passionate, and I'm actually not even too sure what the Israeli lineup is. But the reason I, I wanted to call, and you, the the guy who just announced the team there, sort of um, by mentioning the team. I wanted to talk about Callum Patterson, the, the right-back. And it's been discussed, I think, the past few days on the show that he possibly was our weakest link against Albania. And I know he was a right-back at heart quite a few years ago. I'm not too sure exactly how long. And now he's playing out front at Cardiff City. Uh, I was wondering, isn't there... Scottish person out there somewhere that can play right back, a natural right, a natural right back player. It doesn't have to be an attacking, like forward-thinking right back, just a defensive right back. Because I felt Patterson himself was seen wanting many, many times. And if you've got a right back who's purely, purely there to defend, surely that has to be better. Because Israel are very, very speedy, very quick in the forward flanks, in the wings. And I really feel that is our one problematic area. And by the way, I love the show.
1: Very nice of you to see. What about that then, Roger? Because there was no surprise that Callum Patterson was kept in. No. Well, the only
2: alternative within the squad would have been Graeme Shinney, who, if you remember, played right back for Cali Thistle here when they won the Scottish Jack General Henry, Final. even. Uh, yeah, stretch. but I mean, Anthony, you'll probably remember, Scotland have struggled in the right back area since Fraser Wishart hung up his boots many, <laughs> many, many years ago. But Please. Alan Hutton's retired from international football. Phil Bardsley has retired from international football. <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell
1: is injured. Timing is everything on radio Roger I have just had a text from Stephen O'Donnell He says tell that guy from Israel I'm injured There we go, we've not forgotten about you Stephen Honestly we
2: haven't forgotten about you at all Stephen O'Donnell, unfortunately Six caps, six successive games Did well for the national team I'm saying that, I know he's listening (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately he was hurt Before Kamarnock played at Hearts Week passing Saturday Misses out in these two games I think had Kieran Tierney Not pulled up in training on Friday Kieran Tierney would probably have started at right back at the weekend, Uh, but he did pull up. Callum Patterson was thrust into the team at right back. We did keep a clean sheet, so he will, you know, despite Mm -hmm. what he said after the game about his own performance, he will have taken a bit of more belief, a bit of confidence from his display there at the weekend. He's starting again tonight, and. Going forward, it will be fascinating, as Anthony's talking about this position, what Alex Mm. McLeish does. Whether it's Stephen O'Donnell,
1: whether it's Kieran Tierney, or whether it is Callum
2: Patterson going forward. Yeah,
1: Gordon, because based on what we've seen so far under Alex McLeish, if he was Mm. fit, Stephen O'Donnell probably would have played. Yeah, because he's listening, Gordon, yeah. He's injured. Kieran Tierney then probably would have have played. Mm -hmm. That was an option. So Callum Patterson goes in there. It's not his favourite position. It is one he's played before. And as we saw the other night, even by being on the pitch, you still see what he brings in terms of his his stature, his aerial threat, and and I wonder how much that comes into the thinking. Well, the one thing about him,
3: he's an honest player, Gordon. Um, A a lot of people thought that I had something that I didn't like about Patterson for a long time when he was at Hearts. It was just the fact that he just didn't look a natural full-back. He didn't look a defender. He's a more uh, forward-thinking player, as Neil Warnock has shown playing on with card up, up front and scoring goals but the one thing the boy will give you tonight he'll give you 100% going up and down the flanks good energy and he can. he's very dangerous getting in at the back post so at home I've not really got a big problem with Callum Patterson playing there because he has played with hearts many a time at right back but uh, we have to fill someone in at that mm. position. We've not got great options, as, as Roger said. You look at other people like Jack Henry, is that the, the answer? No. I think with the fact that they get a clean sheet as well other night there. Same again. It's the same mm-hmm. again. And I'll, 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 I'll expect Patterson to be, like Robertson, on the flanks, on this pitch big pitch, get up and down with bags of energy.
2: And you know what we're wanting tonight, don't you Gordon? A 1-0 Scotland win, a Callum Patterson headed at the back post. I know Daz is looking forward to the game, he's going to get down to the mix zone after the game and the Bills are hamden for the interviews. I'd love Callum <laughs> Patterson to come in shake him by a hand and say, get Daz, you were yeah. right all along. I was
1: never a right back. Um, what about the, uh, the, the rest of that back in fact, no, I'll tell you what, Anthony's still on the line. I want to, Anthony, get your thoughts on What's the feeling like over there then? Where are the confidence levels as far as Israel are concerned? Because I know they've not been enjoying a great time of it in recent years. However, they did beat us and they beat us well in, in, in the game earlier on in this campaign. So what's the feeling like amongst the Israel uh, supporters?
6: Well, I'll, just, I'll ask your you question in a second, but just to go on what you spoke about. When Scotland played here against Israel, Scotland's team were very slow and heavy. Yeah. And the Scotland team now is very light and very, very quick. And the Israeli team are very light and very, very quick. So they'll counteract each counteract each other tonight, I do believe. It'll be a very, very fast-flowing game. But I'll be honest, I don't really hear too much news about what's going on in Israel in football. I sort of um, was into it when I first moved here, like 18 years ago. But I, got, I didn't really get into it that much. I'm very, very passion of the cup when it comes to my club side in Glasgow and obviously Scotland and I went to the World Cup in 98 and I think I'm due and I think Scotland's due to go to a major championship very very soon and hopefully this is the beginning
1: good man thank you to Anthony over there in Israel giving his thoughts ahead of Scotland against Israel tonight I like that the way he summed that up as well what would you two be would you two be quick and light or slow and heavy well
3: I'm definitely quick and light I don't know about Roger but he's right we have got a bit of uh, energy and pace about us uh, we've got good pace in the flanks Forrest and, and uh, Robertson you've got Parson that can motor up and down the right hand side Christie's got really good movement in the middle of the park as well We've got, and, and Armstrong just goes box to box so and if you even look at the two centre backs Gordon they're not shy of pace they've got decent yep. enough pace so we've got pace all over the the, the the pitch and I think that's what be the difference tonight. Mm. I just think that we'll be up for it. I think that um, after the confidence of the uh, Saturday night, the 4-0, I think we've got a great chance of winning. This is
1: like international super scoreboard tonight in more ways than one because the first caller was from Germany, the second one's from Israel and now we've got Emiliano from the Barry Tartan army. Who knew there was such a thing on the line? Emiliano, how are you?
6: Hello there. I just want to say we're very excited of coming in and thank you so much for putting us on the station. We're very excited about the new formation. We came all the way from Bari and we will always be coming with you guys. And we're on a cab now to the stadium. You know, we're just so, so happy to, to join you guys.
1: How does someone from Bari join the Tartan Army? What makes you love Scotland so much?
7: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, we're coming all the way from Bari. It's like... Three thousand kilometres. Do you think it's,
6: it's the information or the team selection that is going to make the difference? Day.
1: The team selection. Emiliano's wondering. Roger. I mean, it's it's unchanged. Yeah.
2: And listen, the, the, the business it would have been sore on anyone to be left out after a performance like we had at the weekend to go away from home, win a game, which technically, Gordon, we didn't need to win. A draw would have been yeah, in the, the same thing, scenario man. today, but we went there, we did win the game, we won it comfortably, it will have boosted confidence. It clearly boosted Emiliano's confidence for the, for, for the game
1: tonight, and hopefully the same team can get the same result. Right, come on Emiliano, before we let you go, what's your score prediction for tonight? 2-0. Two nil. I'm happy with that, Gordon.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. I think that we'll score goals. I think we're a great threat. Um, Would certainly create chances, and um yeah, I'm I'm with I'm I'm, I'm very confident tonight, Gordon.
2: And you think do you think a goal will go in on that, on that net down there, Gordon? You've got a bit of history with that net, do you know.
3: Yeah, not? well, I've not got a bit of history with net because
1: I never found it, it was a crossbar. I was unlucky. What a fantastic header! A stupid semi-final. place
2: to put a crossbar.
1: <laughs> uh, we will get to that a bit later on. Emiliano, who's the who's the favourite Scotland player amongst the Barry Tartan army? Uh, Miller. Kenny Miller. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, going to be disappointed. If
2: you're coming from the Barry Tartan Army, surely it's either Barry Robson or Barry Ferguson. Oh, your I'm favourite, A different Barry. I think.
1: Yeah, I think. I think we'll, we'll leave that one there. Possibly lost in translation. Hopefully lost in <laughs> translation. Uh yeah. Otherwise, we're in a bit of bother. Thank you to Emiliano <laughs> of the Barry Tartan Army, uh, Gordon DL. and I'm also wondering about the rest of that back four, and um, mm. because we speak about Callum Patterson, um, but he's also in there against a, a new partnership in David Bates and Scott McKenna. Let's hear from Scott McKenna and what he had to say building up to this game. We you know what's
8: at stake. We can, it's always been our aim to, to try and qualify at the top of the group. The confidence is in the group from Saturday to go out and play the way we did. It just fills everyone with so much more belief and we've just we've got to try and, try and replicate it. Obviously, we were disappointed with, with, with the way we played in Israel. We've never tried to shy away from that. We've just got to replicate what we've done on Saturday and we're sure if we do that, then we can get a positive result. Yeah, definitely. It can obviously get us a chance to get to a, a playoff game that could potentially get us to the Euros. Obviously, there will be the, the, the qualifying process, but ultimately, if we can if we can top the group and uh, win the final game, then it gives us we're only one or two games away from getting to a major tournament. And of course, we all know how good how good that would be for the country, and that's what we all we're all willing to do. The very time I've played here, it's always been a great atmosphere. The fans have always got right behind us, even when we have it has been difficult games. Obviously, everything at stake. If they could get behind us, it would be absolutely brilliant. Hopefully, that will help us get, get the result we need.
1: I don't know if it was lost in translation but our apologies if anyone was offended by Emiliano's uh, language on the previous call listening to Scott McKenna there Roger and Gordon slotting in next to David Bates the other night and again you, you feel like you have to add this caveat in every time yes they weren't up against much and yes Albania didn't attack perhaps as often as Israel will tonight but based on what we've seen that's all we can really go on do they have the, the makings of a decent partnership the, the one thing they'll
3: give you Gordon and uh, is great for a goalkeeper because let's not forget they've got a terrific goalkeeper uh, behind them and the one thing that they'll, that they'll give you in the mid- middle part will really appreciate this because if you look at the back four they've all got decent pace so they're not frightened they won't sit deep they'll push right up the pitch which makes a midfield a lot easier job to get round about the pitch and get onto the ball and make things happen because anything over the top they're comfortable of chasing it because they know that they've got a good pace Bates, great to see him in there given the opportunity, I always said when he was at Rangers 1-1 defending he was very very good at, the biggest problem he had at that time was his use of the ball from the back, now I don't know how much he's improved since he went, uh, went over to Germany but he's a good defender. McKenna is a good defender. So you've got two good centre-halves that will go and win their battles. And you've got a Terrific goalkeeper as well And the two full-backs like to uh, go forward I just think there's a good balance to this
2: tonight Yeah, and there's no airs and graces about Does If the ball needs to be put into Rose Ed Not They'll bad, happily yeah. put it into Rose Ed And McKenna sure as well He's decent on the ball You saw him you know, breaking out from the back In the second half and scored on Saturday night he, he can do that from time to time He's decent knocking the ball into midfield But first and foremost the two of them like to defend. They enjoy, they enjoy the one to one challenges
1: and they'll head it the way they're yeah. facing, they'll kick it the way they're facing if that's what's needed. Clear this one up, Roger, for Pineapple Heed on Twitter. Uh, who says, Gordon Wilshire on air, can you confirm if we win tonight, we're only one game away from a Euro place? Is it a home and away playoff? Is there a League C playoff final also? So it's a bit confusing, Roger, but it's a one-legged semi-final. It's a one-legged
2: semi-final and a one-legged final. If we win tonight, we're two games away from the Euros. Uh, My understanding is, and it is quite complicated, that we would be one of the two best Group C group winners if we win the game tonight, which would guarantee us a home game here in March 2020. If results go to plan, i.e. we win and Serbia win, then I think it's Scotland against Finland here and it's Serbia against Mm -hmm. Norway. Before those two games would take place, UEFA would draw lots to see which of the teams would be at home in the final. So we'd have half
1: a chance of being back here again for a final. Well, could it all be about character for the Scotland team tonight? We're going to explore that one with Kieran in Livingston after the travel with Amber.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
1: Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A special Clyde One Super Scoreboard live from Hamden as we build up to kick off between Scotland and Israel. We are now under one hour to go. Uh, how many jackets have you got on, Gordon DL? Because I, I'm, you're like the Michelin man next to me, and I'm, one, I'm worried that you're going to sweat yourself, off one air or here. two,
3: because it is a cold night here. You've got to understand, but I'm sure
1: if football will warm us up, Gordon. Uh, yeah, Roger Hanna. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not an expert on the weather in Israel at this time of year. Can this carry on playing into our hands tonight? Well, you would hope so.
2: You would hope so. it's a good dreich Glasgow November night. It does. Just look watching the rain coming down. Does? Just saying, it's a striker's pitch. Yeah. It'll be nice and greasy. The ball will move on nicely. Balls into the box to Fletcher. And then listen, I think everybody's coming here tonight with an enhanced amount of hope after Saturday night's performance and result. It's all there at the start of the Nations League campaign. Every single one of us would have taken this scenario. Yeah. But last night beat Israel here at Hamden
1: and you're in the Nations League semi-final. What about Stephen Fletcher's inclusion Gordon? Um, because again most people would have Griffiths or Smith down mm-hmm. as Scotland's sort of number one striker if everyone was available, none of them are. Uh, you're then looking at guys like you know Matt Phillips people mentioned, Patterson was mentioned as playing up there. He went with Stephen Fletcher, he led the line very well, tucked away his penalty confidently. And he's back in tonight. Well, what he brings
3: you, Gordon, is experience. Um, he knows how to play the the role up front. Uh, he's good in there. Um, his penalty kick was a uh, well-taken penalty kick. You've got to say. Um, so he knows how to play that role. He knows what it's all about. Uh, Alec went for experience. I thought that was going to be the case. You can put Patterson up there. He gives you a bit of height and strength as well. You know, and it's just fortunate for Stephen Fletcher that the fact that. You know, Griffiths and people like that, Naismith's not available just now, and it gives him another opportunity. And um, he certainly played very well, you've got to see him Saturday night, and hopefully, see him again and tonight. If this
2: team wins again tonight, how does Alan McLeish turn round to Griffiths or Naismith, Souter or Tierney? on again, and get them back in the team because these yeah. 11 guys will have done him a real turn yeah. in the last four days but that's Let, sh- that's let's, let's, let's cross for. that bridge when yeah, we come to it, sh- shall we,
1: well let's hope we are in that situation because it means we've played well tonight and won the game, uh, don't forget we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, we've actually got a tweet in uh, Roger from our newest listener, it's Scott, only four years old and there's a picture of him sitting with his headphones on, loving the words of wisdom from you two Scott is ready. Scott's only four no, years old Keep listening yep. right. On the phones though It's 0141 951 1025 Kieran is in Livingston What's going to be the key tonight Kieran?
8: Uh, I just think if we can perform As well as we've done against Albania, guys I, I, I just think um, This Israeli team I, I think realistically I think we should be blowing them away We keep playing the way uh, we were playing My biggest fear though is it's crunch time as you say, win or win or bust, uh, can the team keep and maintain that character um when it really matters in the pressure zone? Uh, I mean that's what a Scotland team's all about, is it no? Showing bravery and courage and showing plenty of character.
1: How much of a challenge do you think that'll be, Kieran? Because if there is one downside, if you like, to, to that team tonight, yes it's youthful and it's it, you know, but th- does that perhaps mean that it doesn't have as much international experience as we would like.
8: I know I def- definitely agree with that. Um, but you know, I think I've got to trust in uh, in Alec there. Uh, he's 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 been about. You know, he knows the, He knows the score. Um, and you know, although it's youth, youthful as you say, I think that um, these guys will, you know, look up look up to this manager. Take take his words on board. And I know I think that. I think they, they, we'll do we'll alright honestly I think we'll do alright um, I just hope I that say, it doesn't get to the team
3: the only thing I'd say we've no divine right to blow anybody away Gordon we've got to earn it um, this is a team that have already beaten us um, so we've got to be careful tonight we have got home advantage everything's uh, looked at, at the weekend of being positive, and um, you know, even the style of football and the goals we scored in the clean sheet. So, we're coming here with a lot of confidence tonight, but we've just got to be wary because. There, there's not such an easy game now in international football, and, and as I, as I said there earlier, they've already beaten us, so they'll come
2: here with a lot of confidence.
1: And I know it was two-one,
2: well. Roger, but they beat as well. Yeah, they yeah they did beat as well. But I mean, we, we always talk about a youthful team as if that's somehow a negative. There can be real positives about fielding a youthful yeah. team. Just look at the way England performed the World Cup. The way they performed subsequently. Gareth Southgate putting young, inexperienced players together that he trusted. Look at the Welsh team. The likes of Ampadu and Brooks and people like that, and, and you know the, how well that you know they have performed, mm-hmm. albeit at a higher level than Scotland was performing. You know, I think they were in Group B. So there's nothing the matter with throwing youth in. There's nothing the matter with Bates and McKenna together. There's nothing the matter with you know throwing Christie into that midfield. Fraser on the left hand side they all contributed they all contributed well on Saturday night I
3: think I think the thing about it Rodgers is the balance of the team I know that people are touching on Callum Patterson for instance was probably the weakest link on Saturday night but he's thrown in there at right back but take that away from you know, you look at the Scotland side And it's guys that are playing in form they're, yeah. they're playing with a lot of confidence I like the look of the team I like the balance of the team I like everything about it And it's a team that's really been forced onto it To, to Alec McLeish Because if with all these call-offs, Gordon You probably, half a dozen might not even play um, So, you know, I just think that sometimes A team's thrown onto you I like it I like the energy of it I like everything, the balance of it and we've we've got a team that I think that if we get the ball down, we can play good football
1: right, as well. Kieran, what was it that impressed you the most on Saturday? What is it in particular you want to see taken from then and put out there tonight?
8: Just just the you know the overall kind of aggression of the squad. They just looked like they they, they really wanted it. They looked like you know they turned their coins the previous years. It just looked like you know a really good fiery, hungry Scotland team which. I'll be honest, I can't say I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, over, over the past few years, we've had a lot of good individual players, but not necessarily work, uh, work well as a team. Um, but I mean, it would, be, it would be a really great achievement um, tonight. Also, you know, being with the amount of guys that's dropped out there the last week um, is, is phenomenal. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of what you could say is second and maybe even third choice players coming in. Um, and I just hope that. You know, I hope, I hope we can, hope we can do it. I'll be listening to it uh, on the radio. I'm, I'm, at the deliveries tonight, so I couldn't get off, off work. Um, so I'll just have to uh, grin and bear delivery, it. So hopefully we can delivery, do well.
1: Bring, bring one to the national stadium if it's food you're delivering. we will uh, we'll certainly find a home for it. Food and hot water bottles. <laughs> it's freezing. Anyway, Roger, uh, Kieran, Kieran mentioned some important words there. I think aggression being one of them. He talked about, you know, the team sort of being energetic in a way that he couldn't remember. And that was a real feature on Saturday night, but I'm thinking particularly the first goal, the the all-important first goal which opened up, yes it was a great finish from Ryan Fraser, but what about Ryan Christie's desire to go and press and win the ball back?
2: Yeah, and it's been quite a remarkable emergence again for Ryan Christie. First at Celtic, if you remember, he, he came on for an injured Olivier and in Cham at half-time at Murrayfield in the Betfred Cup semi-final for Celtic against Hearts. Took his opportunity, has stayed in the team, has got himself a new three-year contract to stay at Celtic has, through circumstances, come into the Scotland team. Um, I think if John McGinn had stayed fit, John McGinn might well have played ahead of Ryan Christie, but Christie's in the team, he's played well at the weekend, he was
1: involved in at least two of the goals at the weekend, and I think he'll be a key player again tonight. Right, 50 minutes until kick-off at Hampden between Scotland and Israel, still plenty time for you to get involved with your thoughts, but first, let's do this.
0: With goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday.
1: Now we all know Roger Hanna is the man to beat on Beat the Pundit but is he any use when he's away from home when he's not got the home comforts of the Clyde One studio how does he fare? Let's test that theory out tonight it could be him, it could be Gordon Deal. give us a call 0141 951 1025. you have to be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you do want to play tonight to Beat the Pundit
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com
1: Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard 42 minutes to kick off we know that not because our maths is great but because there's a big massive screen at Hamden which says 42 minutes until kickoff, and it is counting down so keep the calls coming then 0141 951 1025 give us your thoughts ahead of tonight's game on Twitter at Clyde SSB and by the way if you've got any domestic football matters on your mind you can share them as well and we'll get to that after this
0: Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday
1: yes it is indeed time for tonight's Beat the Pundit Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are standing by one of them is going to be up against Barry a Celtic fan from Hamilton how are you tonight Barry Thank you. How are you? yeah good thanks oh, from ha- no, sorry it's Barry Hamilton from Barhead yeah. there we go yeah, I've got, that, right. I've got that right my apologies uh, you fancy your chances tonight Barry can you take advantage of Roger and Gordon being away from home
7: well I'll tell you something now see Gordon he broke my heart a number of years ago Celtic played Rafe Rovers in that cup final it was my birthday that day I was 10 years old and he broke my heart that day so I'm going to break his tonight
3: <laughs> <laughs> Barry, <Barry's laughs> up for good it, luck
1: Barry you know what's funny about that Roger as well is he's never mentioned it before, he, he doesn't like to no talk no. about it, very humble doesn't like to go on about, no, about no.
3: it no no I never mentioned I never mentioned the Coca-Cola Cup as uh, the captain has scored and
1: lifted that it's beautiful, <laughs> great. great days Barry uh, well unfortunately uh, well. for you uh, unfortunately for you Barry it's going to be down to the toss of the coin so you might get your revenge uh, you might uh, you might have to wait for another <laughs> Barry, day So it's heads. a two headed coin, you're playing don't worry I'm very fair, heads it's Roger Hannah. tails it's Gordon DL his tails, he's oh, got his chance, Good luck, buddy. he's got his chance at revenge, now Gordon DL, uh, we are live from Hamden, yep. we're, we're not in the studio, so you're just going to have to sort of walk over there, if you don't mind, you're going to have to just take those heads, Why? Well, because you'll hear Barry's answers obviously, so give me those, right, away you get, see you later, faster please, hope you didn't move that slowly in the Coca-Cola Cup final, keep going, further, no, get away! Roger Hannah, keep an eye on him. He definitely is going to be listening to the questions. He's going to sneak up behind us. Right, OK, here's the drill, Barry. You've got 30 seconds, you're going head-to-head. The secret is you can pass, so if you're going to do it, do it quickly. Are you ready for tonight's Beat the Pundit? Yep, can't wait. Good man. OK, your time starts now. Which member of tonight's Scotland squad has the most caps? Uh, Stephen Fletcher. Which Celtic player signed a new contract today? Mikey Johnson. Uh, Which stadium will host the final of Euro 2020? Pass. In which year did St Johnston win their only Scottish Cup? 2014. Who's the Rangers' assistant manager?
7: Gary McAllister.
1: Who are the current champions of Portugal? Ben Pica. Uh, Who finished runners-up in the World Cup 2014? 2014, uh, Argentina. OK. Right, let's bring Gordon Dale back. He's making his way very slowly. Oh, he's shown his age. Look at that turn of pace. Roger, yep. wow. That's worrying to watch. Barry, if he'd walked that slow in 94, he'd right, never have made the rebound. Thanks for joining us. Are you ready, Gordon Deal? Yes. OK, Gordon Deal, your time starts now. Which member of tonight's Scotland squad has the most caps? <laughs> Which Celtic Not player has today signed a new contract? Pass, don't know. Which stadium will host the final of Euro 2020? (laughs) In what year did St Johnson win their only Scottish Cup? Uh, Fourteen. Who is the Rangers assistant manager? Who's what? Rangers assistant manager. Who are the current champions of Portugal? Uh, Benfica. Uh, Who finished runners-up in the 2014 World Cup? <laughs> wow! Well, I'll tell All you away from home. What a chance this is for uh, revenge. Oh, McGregor's oh, got the most catch. Gordon me. broke Barry's heart back McGregor's in the day. McGregor's got the most catch. Barry, you must be fancying your chances after hearing that. He was yeah, all over the I shop. I
7: was trounced him, man. It
1: wasn't
3: even a challenge a, a, a challenger. He was all over the place. <laughs> Did you trounce on there, Barry,
1: you Did you? absolutely all over the place. Let's go through them anyway and we'll find out exactly what the damage was. I don't think there's much suspense to be had today. Uh, which member of tonight's Scotland squad has the most caps? McGregor. It is Alan McGregor on 41. Barry didn't know it either, though. He went oh. for Stephen Fletcher to the no. If I didn't know any better, I would think you'd been listening in and just copying Barry's homework and getting it wrong. But anyway, it was Alan McGregor, 0-0. Which Celtic player has today signed a new contract? Do you not remember when we were down in the press room before we came on air and you were tucking into your chicken and potatoes and I turned to you and said, oh, Mikey Johnson's just signed a new Celtic contract. Yep, I did. So there you go. Uh, Barry got that one. 1-0 to him. Which stadium will host the final of Euro 2020? It's Wembley. So it's still 1-0 to Barry. This is a good game. Uh, in what year did St Johnson win their only Scottish Cup? Uh, Barry went for 2014, did you go for 1914 or you didn't make it clear which one? I went one? 2014. You just said 14. 2014! Right, I'll, I'll give you, it. Occasion, you I'll give you On this occasion, I'll give you But you both got it, so Barry's 2-1 up. Who is the assistant manager of Rangers? It's Gary McAllister. You both got it, so Barry's still in front. Who are the current champions of Portugal? it is portal again you both went for Benfica so Barry is still he's one in front he's been answers he's still one in front which means it all comes down to the last question can you equalise or is Barry going to stretch his well, what was the question who finished runner up <laughs> in the 2014 <laughs> yes, yes. World Cup Roger would you like to tell Gordon who won the World Cup in 2014 uh, uh, Germany it was Germany which means they can't oh, possibly gee, have I got them up. in the final it was Argentina and Barry you are right you have trounced them your heart was <laughs> broken did Barry get it and he, you've now broken Gordon Gordon heart, you must be delighted.
3: Yes, Barry, Get out of you. <laughs>
1: Barry, Barry, just before you go.
3: I want you I want you I want to let you know
1: I'm used to playing at Iroaks, not Hamden. Fair point, fair point. Well done. Thank you to Barry uh, from Bar Head. There we go. Making it pretty clear how he feels about his victory over Gordon DL on tonight's beat the pundit. That's all so funny. You looked genuinely Oh. spooked about being away from home there. I was
3: out of my comfort zone there, Gordon. And uh, you know made what? me walk halfway across Hamden
1: And do you know what? Uh, the show is always going to be a logistical challenge, Roger, coming from Hamden Beat the pundit there; it had its challenges. And now we've got some live <laughs> entertainment just to, to crank it up a notch as we're well.
2: We've Barry from Barhead. What a, a colourful evening we've
1: had tonight already, Gordon. And we're still. However many minutes it is away from kick yeah, they've taken the big uh, countdown away. Right, it's 01419511025. We've got some questions coming in on Twitter that are not uh, related to the Scotland game, so that's fine, I'll we'll get to them in a second. But let's take one more. Let's speak to Chris in Rockhill. What are your thoughts tonight, Chris? How are you doing,
7: guys? Hi, um, not bad, Chris. Uh, I, I tell you what is. I'm
1: actually, I'm not going to the
7: game, I'm going to the to watch it. Uh, but I, I was on a few weeks ago and I was talking about... Uh, Players to step up to the uh, from the 21 squad, and one of them was David Bates. Uh, I, I just I, I was saying at the time about that. I, I think these guys should be kind of flung into the deep end and it time swim. And David Bates had an absolute brilliant game. So you can thank you for
2: that later, lads. That's, that's no problem. Alan, <laughs> um, well, please, will need to thank you, Chris. And you, if you've any more players up your sleeve who can come into future squads, let us know. All right, all right. I, I,
7: you know, aye, anyway. aye. My, uh, let's that
1: that Chris, Chris. Chris, let's deal with that first, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you make your second point. No problem at all. Okay. the there, w- there was a bit of not not outcry. That's far too strong a word, Roger. But people were saying, you know, you know, why not David Bates and so on? If he can come in and and really make this place his own, it you know it shows you that the system's working. I know he wasn't in the under 21s for very long, but he was there. <laughs> the 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 Scottish FA were aware of him. He's gone obviously over to Germany, where I believe they call him the, the Ginger Ramos nothing to do with me, that nickname um, and it, th- this this is the, the next part in his progression, hopefully he can he can stay here for years to come
2: Yeah, and it's, it's been a strange evolution, David Bates' career from Wraith Rovers to Rangers, I'm actually on loan if oh, you remember, yes. they a permanent deal then, when Rangers you know, Couldn't commit to a contract for him. He went, he went to Hamburg, and that takes a bit of courage, a bit of bottle for a young man to go <laughs> to a different league. You know, when he went trying for Hamburg in the pre-contract, there was still a Bundesliga team that hadn't yet been relegated, so he was ready to go in against the Borussia Dortmunds and the, and the Bayern Munichs of this world. So he clearly backs himself. As Chris said, he went into the 21s, he did well, did well against England at Tynecastle He's come into this squad at a time when Mulgrew's out, bears out, Souter's out, Tierney's out. And nothing seems to faze the lad. As Dad said earlier on, he's got a bit of pace about him, he defends well, he enjoys a one-to-one combat of being a central defender. And thus far he's ticked every ball.
3: I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him tonight, Gordon. Obviously since he's over to Germany, I've not seen him at all. But I was always saying he was a good one-to-one defender, very hard to get by. His use of the ball was poor, has that improved. With the fact that he's over in Germany yep. and, and and learning that sort of a side of the game, so I'm really interested to see how he performs tonight. But I'm very comfortable with him and McKenna because I said earlier on the show the one thing that they can do is they can push up the park. They're not worried about the spaces in behind because they're quite pacey. So they'll they'll relax on that and it helps in middle of the park.
1: Uh, and let's be honest, Roger. We talk about goal scorers, but it was um, but we well, you know it's it's the one area that we've really been crying out for for the last. I don't know, I'll let you put a time frame on it. We've really been looking for one centre back two would be would be really yeah. nice and now listen again it's early days we don't know how these guys are, are going to progress but it now looks at least like we've, we've got a couple of options
2: yeah we do have a couple of options you know you could, you could go with the two Hearts lads Souther and Berra who you know play week in week out or the two in the fit anyway for Hearts there's obviously the option of Charlie McGrew who has almost 40 caps now for Scotland he's been a mainstay. he scored the goal in as if he you did, remember yeah. a month ago and now there is McKenna there is Bates and of course there's Michael Devlin to come back in as well once he's fit. he was in the original squad ahead of David Bates I think would probably have made his debut in Albania played alongside his Aberdeen colleague
1: McKenna so there are options finally in that role and then then maybe I don't mean to look too far in front but knocking at the door below that in a couple of years maybe Ryan Porteous yeah,
2: at Hibbs and so on listen he's come in and he's, he's done well slightly behind both Bates and McKenna in terms of age in terms of experience yeah. but he's gaining a lot of experience under Neil Lennon at Hibbs this season they've had their own injury problems at centre now. Paul Hanlon who might have come in to McLeish thought on another day has been out Danny McGregor's been out so Portis has gone in alongside Effie Ambrose
1: and he hasn't let himself down <laughs> All right, Chris what was your other point about Alex McLeish? Um, I, I was actually Alex
7: McLeish was one of the guys that I would have liked to have in the job. Um, I, I think a lot of people being negative been negative and basically wanted to spot them to fail just in spite of Alec McLeish. I think that's a, that's a, a daft move. Uh, we all like to see Scotland do well. But I think we are at like police moving away and going down to Birmingham. He won the League Cup with Birmingham. He, went to, uh, he was obviously at Forest. He went to Egypt and he went to Belgium. The, the guy the guy knows the quite different Different uh, teams play in different countries. That can only be a good thing for us. And I just think that we just need to get behind this team. We, we want to get to these heroes in in two years, I want to go to them. We all want to go to them. So it doesn't matter if you don't like them, if you're a Celtic fan or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just get behind the team, and hopefully we can we can get through this and and put a, a get the monkey off our backs, lad. Yeah
1: Roger, football is very often about uh, results and results only and of course there are other factors that come into play but if you then get the results it's funny how that stuff can sort of quickly disappear. If Alex McLeish somehow gets us to the Euros I don't think it's going to matter what he did the last time he was in charge of Scotland or what club he previously managed his aim at the moment is a pretty simple one
2: yeah, and listen, Scotland have been away from major finals far too long France 98, you know it seems a lifetime ago, the Tartan Army crave the opportunity to once again be at a major finals and if only McLeish can take it there it would be absolutely fantastic, Uh, the fact that a couple of the games might be here would be even better because it would allow a younger generation of supporters who have never seen us at a major finals the opportunity to get along to back the team and I think it would be fantastic for Scotland, not just for the
1: football team but for the nation as a whole Right, here's what we're going to do, we're going to set the full time teaser up a bit earlier tonight I think I think we'll do that um, because It's going to be slightly shorter if you like because we've got kickoff that we're fast getting to so fulltime at clyde1.com that's the address you need if you want to send any future questions and we always do it about this time every night we set the question up and we give the guys until the end of the show to try and come up with the answers so fulltime at clyde1.com now on a tuesday night what do i always say yeah it's a hard question when we set the question up and in the last few weeks i've been saying I think it's one of the hardest we've ever had. I, I, would, I would actually go along with that again tonight. Oh. I, I really do. Uh, this one's been sent in by Dylan Patton. This one's so tough that I, I don't think you'll get them all. I really don't think you will get them all. So listen carefully, all right? And you can play along at home, by the way, at Clyde SSV as you often do. The question is this. Name the 12 Scots who have scored in the English Premiership. They've played in Scotland's top flight and they have never been capped some of these answers are unbelievable 12 Scots have scored in the English Premiership played in Scotland's top flight and have never been capped and uh, just this doesn't really work on radio but we're seeing the old newspaper man Roger Hanna, he quickly scribbled that question down in shorthand and Gordon Dale is looking at him as if he's some sort of alien he's got no idea <laughs> what, what is going on <laughs> I've had a, <laughs> a bad night with the Kodges I'd you love see to see Gordon's I, I, attempt to shot I'm, at I'm so
2: old I had to be able to do all this before iPhones actually recorded interviews this is how we did it, it just shows (laughs) you
1: my age Hugh even used to chisel his into a bit of brick didn't he (laughs)
2: before tying it to a pigeon and sending it back (laughs) to the office,
1: right so I'll repeat that one more time if you're listening to play along at home at Clyde SSB because it's it's such a tough question you'll get some of them, if you get them all hats off to you, 12 Scots they've scored in the English Premiership they've played in Scotland's top flight but they have never ever been capped (laughs) <laughs> need, I, uh, need I say any that spring to mind Roger
2: uh, not quite <laughs> Gordon DL it's one of these once we get in a uh, roll,
3: if he's fine. saying
1: not quite then now what chance have I got you're not actually as bad at the full time teaser as we sometimes make like to make out I'm really struggling with this one there's um 12 did you say yeah 12 <laughs> <laughs> this could be a long night oh. <laughs> can we speak to that UEFA oh. delegate and we <laughs> kick back off kick off early
3: I think it's a concentration that his ban going, just, it's us just off.
1: Just exactly. Yeah, we can't work in these circumstances. I mean, it's far too early. Far too early for, for real clues. The only thing I'll say is there is an there's an obvious one, and by that I'm thinking more than just what they did in their career as a footballer. So sure. there, there, there's one that I would like to think you'll get just through other factors, perhaps about familiarity around this guy. Alec Ray. Ray. Alec Ray. Yeah. Well done. Right, good stuff, so we've got one answer. We're looking for 11 more Scots who've scored an English Premiership, played in Scotland's top flight and never been capped. We'll get back to that in a second, but first, let me talk to you about this.
0: In partnership with wholesale domestic bathrooms, Hillington, caring about children in Glasgow and the West.
1: right, hopefully you've helped, but if you haven't, played One's Mission Christmas 2018 is well underway, big thank you if you have already donated it is much appreciated, more uh, than I could possibly say, now one way that you can help and, and fundraise is to join in on our Christmas Jumper Day and it's uh, Thursday the 13th of December, Gordon L, you have some very, very questionable uh, pieces of clothing, do you have a Christmas Jumper in your wardrobe that you can, that you can pick out? Yeah, yeah I have, what does it look like? Christmas Christmasy? Rudolph, big red nose in the front. I don't think there's any need for that.
3: You should keep moving on.
1: Uh, Roger Han, I'm sure you'll join in as well. That's the beauty of it. You can join in yourself. You can get your whole work involved. Uh, If you're a teacher, maybe your class could take part. If you're a taxi driver, get them on. uh, And you can just see what the brightest... Uh, Christmas jumper you could possibly find is and it could uh, obviously cheer up your, your run up to Christmas and help donations to Cash for Kids at Mission Christmas. Now if you want to help as well, all you need to do is text the word Clyde to 70808 that's Clyde to 70808, that donates five pounds and every single penny of that, your full donation goes towards Helping the children who really do need it the most within Glasgow and the West, right here on our doorstep. So, thanks if you've already donated. Uh, you can help by texting Clyde to 70808. We're going to get the answers, or some of them hopefully, to the full time teaser next. Clyde
0: won Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna here with me. Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde one Super Scoreboard live from Hamden Park as we build up to Scotland against Israel in what is a massive Nations League match tonight. The aim is very simple for Alex McLeish. Win the game, top the group and go through... To the one-legged semi-final for the playoffs, and then hopefully work our way towards the Euros. But we'll get to that a bit later on. We've got a teaser to get through, and if you think it's going to be tough for Scotland tonight, this is going to be extremely tough for Roger and Gordon. I'm going to be honest, right? We're looking for what did I say? Twelve answers. Twelve, yes. And, and I'm not saying this for dramatic effect. I genuinely don't think you will get them all because it's so tough. So let's see how many you can mm-hmm. get. We're looking for uh, guys who have. Can you even remember the clues, Gordon Deere? Yeah,
3: yeah, and I've come up with one. I so don't know. So they've how
1: scored an English Premiership. They've played in Scotland's top flight, but they've never been capped for Scotland. So, guys like Alex Ray, of course. So, he scored an English Premiership. He played up here right. for Rangers, uh, but he was never capped for Scotland because he was a, a naughty boy. Right.
3: I'm going to take a, a wild guess here. The Falkirk manager, Ray McKinnon?
1: Yes, Ray McKinnon is yeah. one of the answers. Different what a class. shout that is from you. Roger, you've got about 500 names down on your notepad if <laughs> you'd like to share
2: some of them he was talking there about
1: Brian Rice no he was also oh. in Forest at the same time Kevin Harper as in Albion Overs manager. manager yes Ooh. That's oh, up, DL's up. on that's fire that's epic, uh, well done and do you know what sometimes when he's doing well and we're in the studio I'm a bit suspicious and I think what's he doing over there is he getting the answers from somewhere but he's standing right next to me with his arms folded and he's surprising everyone uh, I'll give you you're going to need some clues Whatever. what about I was going to say Alec Notman Nope. Man United? No. Nope. What about famous what about guys who perhaps had famous Scotland dads? Douglas. Yes. Paul Dougleish. Oh. So we're doing alright. Alex what about, Ray. What about the ones that come up to Kelly? Colin McKee? Nope. Mm. So we've got Alex Ray, we've got Paul Dougleish, we've got Kevin Harper, we've got Ray McKinnon. We've got eight to get, but if we don't get them all. No problem at all, we'll see how we how we fare. All right, all right, let's get back to the lines then, 0141, 951, 1025. Uh, Chris is in Knightswood, what's your thoughts on Scotland's chances tonight, Chris? I think
7: Scotland are going to win the
1: tonight. All right, I like that, confident. Who's going to be the main man tonight? James Horowitz, of go. Yeah I mean you can certainly see why that's the name Well of he's in, the in for him.
3: He's, um I think we'll get good pace coming down the flanks I think that's where we can open this uh, team up uh, Start to create a few chances And um, it'll be interesting But as a winger Gordon And James Forrest has got to get on the ball He's got to get on the ball tonight And they've got to give out him Because he is playing very very well uh, He's scoring goals He's playing with a lot of confidence and he's a very dangerous player, so we're hoping that he'll be a big, big player for us tonight.
1: How much does big game experience, Roger, and that type of pressure? Guys like James Forrest, you know, they, they, they're winning trophies, they, they play in in European games, they, they, they have that expectation on them regularly. I mean, can, is that an automatic benefit when you step into well, an arena like
2: it's this? It's bound to be some benefit, but as we touched earlier on, form and confidence are huge things for footballers. And James Forrest is in terrific form, Ladbrokes Premiership Player of the Month, four goals for Celtic at McDermott Park in one game. Uh, his 25th cap, he's been honoured by the SFA this week for it and two fantastically taken goals he scored on Saturday night he will be crucial, Ryan Fraser on the other side will be crucial Ryan Christie in behind the front man will be crucial but this is a night for heroes, this is a night when Ali McLeish needs everybody from Alan McGregor through Callum McGregor right the way through to Stephen Fletcher they all need to stand up and be counted as they did in Albania at the weekend if they can repeat the performance I think it could be a good night for Scotland
1: Now Chris, obviously we hope the guys that are here tonight can do the business, but I think you've got a suggestion as well for someone else who may be involved in future squads
7: Well we've had an old Scotland player that was he had a bit of a bad reputation but he's now scoring goals for fun and it's David Goodwillie he's actually scored 29 goals in 42 appearances for Clyde, and he's scored for Scotland as well
1: yeah, Roger Hanna he was on the teaser last night as someone who scored a, a penalty kick yeah. the obvious problem is the fact that he plays his football in, in League 2 yeah, I mean and,
2: and listen he's behind the super scoreboard Saturday Holy Trinity of <laughs> Shanklin McAllister and Dobie in the picking order for Scotland I just think the gap is too big to bridge from playing in League Two with Clyde to this sort of arena. There are too many players ahead of him. I think you know when Stephen Fletcher got the call there was chat again about the likes of Jordan Rhodes just scoring goals at the top end of the championship for England from Norwich City. There's Griffiths to come back, there's Naismith to come back, there's Russell, Phillips, McBurney all on the bench tonight. And if Stephen Fletcher can perform
1: as he did in Albania at the weekend, Gordon he might just have nailed down that number nine jersey again. All uh, right, thank you very much to Chris in Knightswood. Nice uh, what about this teaser? We've still got work to do, guys. That, uh, what have you got so far? You've got Alex Ray, you've got Paul Dalglish, you've got Kevin Harper, you've got Ray McKinnon anymore. so well, we've got a smart answer. All right, Alan Smart at Watford. Alan Smart, yes. Well, John Roger. Uh, what about Hughon Deal anymore? Uh, no, I'm struggling a little bit here, Gordon, to be honest with you. I'm not surprised, I mean, some of them are really, really tough. What about someone, you know, I'm going to go a bit cryptic, no, well, that's not really that cryptic, shares a name with a current Scottish Premiership manager. I mean, first and second name. Tommy oh. me right. <laughs> What made you say that? I just come out. With it. Yes, is that, is that that's right? Tommy Wright is indeed the right answer. Well done. There you. You go. Uh, Alex Ray, Alan Smart, Tommy Wright, Paul Dalgleish, Kevin Harper, Ray McKinnon. So we're getting somewhere. What about
2: just I'm writing down it's not names I've got written down, it's English clubs I've written down, okay. all the all the ones. I was thinking there about you mentioned Fletcher I was thinking about Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, I think you're onto something. Sheffield Willie Faulkner at
1: Sheffield United. Oh, yes. What a call that is, Roger Hanna Well done, Willie Faulkner. And also, right, there's the club we just mentioned because of the manager's name St Johnson and the link to Sheffield Wednesday so St Johnson and Sheffield Wednesday oh, Phil Scott Phil Scott oh, 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 oh. we're back in the day now Goddiel yeah, struggling with that one right, so what are we doing that's not bad that's one, two, three, four. Six. you've got 8, you've got 8 of the 12 I mean I'm obviously helping you because they're very very tough, And we'll not anymore well look at strikers, trying to
2: think back in the day a lot of these are 90s and early noughties and what about Alec Maffey?
1: ooh, yes Alec Maffey, yeah, yeah. Celtic, Morton, Ipswich amongst others yep, that's alright, I'm happy with that I mean, we really are getting somewhere now uh, we are getting somewhere and I'm impressed no, none from you Gordon, are you blank? Um, oh, he uh, got I off to a flyer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he I did, think to I, I think well. peaked too I early, think Man
2: City, I think your team's... Who was at Man City? Scored in the Must be somebody. Jim what about Neil McNair. He was, he was a hand-in last Friday night, what about Big Andy
1: Morrison at Man City? No. Oh. No, sorry, I'm my apologies on that one. Nobody from Man City? Uh I mean you're asking me to remember every single that these guys. No, you're not one of them. You were
2: before <laughs> the EPL. You were before the <laughs> yeah. big money came
1: in, Dan. Alright, oh, oh, okay. Uh, That's right. why you're standing out in the cold with myself and Gordon. Right, what about this guy, I'll give you his clubs. Okay. Right. Celtic, by far the, the most notable club that he played for up here. Man City, actually. I forgot about this one. Paul Cavis. No, 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 one come back. Celtic. Portsmouth, Jerry Craney. Jerry Jerry Craney. Well done, well done, well done. Right, I think we're going to have to just try and probably give some of the rest of the ones away. Maybe one more clue uh, on one more of them because this guy scored a few goals. I can certainly remember uh, a couple going in. I think he played Dundee, would be one of the the clubs he started with up here, but not many uh, appearances. Played for for Motherwell Dobbin. You should get this one. Yeah but I won't Tottenham would be his big team down the road John Duncan no Stephen Ferguson (laughs) no No. you've got the first name right John oh John Henry Henry. John Henry well done well done well done right okay Uh, I think I'm going to have to just give you the rest of the answers we don't have much time the ones you didn't get were Scott Marshall oh you're kidding me on and that was it in fact you got the rest with the help of clues I think that was it Scott Scott Marshall score for Arsenal and EPL Ray McKinnon Scott Marshall Kevin Harper Paul Dalglish John Henry Jerry Craney Tommy Wright Alan Smart Alex Matthew Willie Faulkner and Alex Ray Okay, quick recap of that Scotland team before we go for the national anthems Alan McGregor Callum Patterson uh, David Bates Scott McKenna and Andy Robertson in midfield it's McGregor Callum McGregor and Stuart Armstrong, then James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Ryan Fraser behind the lone frontman of Stephen Fletcher. Quickly run through the subs. Uh, Bain, McDonald, Fleck, Hendry, Shinney, Mackay, Stephen, McTominay, Phillips, McBurnie and Russell in the national anthems and the kick-off coming up next.
0: Clyde won Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to thompsons.com.
1: Kick-off is fast approaching at Hampden Park Scotland against Israel, Roger Han and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan the teams are about to come out onto the field a beautiful playing surface, the rain has stopped it is absolutely Baltic tonight uh, let's hope that plays into Scotland hands, Gordon Diel, let's get a score prediction from you please
3: Yeah, I hope to get off to a good start Gordon uh, very positive um, I think that Scotland have got enough tonight I think they're playing with a lot of confidence after a weekend home advantage, it's not the biggest crowd I've ever witnessed here at Hamden but I think we'll have enough in the locker so I'm going for
1: a 2-0 victory Andy Robertson leading Scotland out today his opposite number, Vibrast Nacho the Israel captain as well Roger Hanna, your final thoughts and a score prediction please Scotland can win, Scotland will win two goals to one Got any thoughts on who's going to who's going to step up to the plate? Who's going to be the main man tonight?
3: Um, I think uh, I think Christie could be a big player for us. Uh, he's playing in that position, getting support to Fletcher up front. Um, Fletcher obviously's got to hold the ball up so that their midfielders get plenty of legs about them, good energy about them. They
1: can get up the field and the wide
3: is James Forrest must be one yes. on the ball all the time tonight. Uh,
1: let me just quickly recap the teams, both teams for you. We will start with the host. It's Alan McGregor in goal. It's a back four of Callum Patterson, David Bates, Scott McKenna, and Andy Robertson. The, the holding two, if you like, Stuart Armstrong and Callum McGregor. Wide right, James Forrest. Wide left, Ryan Fraser. And uh, up, uh, Ryan Christie in behind, Stephen Fletcher up front. On the bench, Payne, McDonald, Fleck. Remember, John Fleck into the squad. Hendry, Shinny, Mackay, Stephen, McTominay. Phillips, McBurney, and Russell. So those are the guys that Alex McLeish is relying on tonight to do the business. So quickly run through that Israel team for you. A few names that you certainly will recognise. Harush is in goal. It's lined up by UEFA almost like a sort of back five really. Uh, Tuatha, Ben Harush, Taha, Yaini and Dasa as the defensive players, a midfield three of Nacho Peretz and Beram Kayal. I'm sure you'll certainly remember him from his time in Scotland. And up front is Zahavi alongside the Danger Man, a man that Scotland fans know all too well, and a man that Celtic fans know all too well, also Manus De Boer. He has been bang in goal-scoring form tonight. Let's hope he has a quiet evening uh, and hope that he we can keep him as far away from goal as possible. We are about to get the Scotland National Anthem Underway, The UEFA Nations League banner sprawled out in front of both sets of players. This is it. The pre-match talking is pretty much done. And now it's down to these 11-plus players to see if they can deliver for Scotland tonight. Here is Flo of Scotland. So the Nations League is about to get underway, Scotland against Israel, Roger Hanna it's clearly not the biggest crowd, we, we expected that, probably just over 20,000 it's not huge, but it's enough, it's enough to make a noise, it's enough to get behind the team tonight and hope that they can do the business. Yeah, and it's disappointing, Alec McLeish yesterday
2: issued an alley and cry, wanted more supporters off the back of that 4-0 win against Albania at the weekend unfortunately it's not a big crowd, but you have to remember, prices are too high for me, I've banged on about it in the past Hopefully this might be a wake-up call for the SFA and hopefully when we're in a Nations League semi-final here and maybe even a Nations League final here, Gordon, they'll get the pricing right, they'll get the crowd back in and they'll cheer Alan McLeish's team to victory.
1: Gordon Deal, there's a couple of things we sometimes look for. We look for a quick start, set the tone and all the rest of it, but perhaps equally important, what what about patience tonight because a 1-0 win in the 92nd minute is going to be enough? Yeah, it's all about the result, Gordon, that's the most important thing, yes we would like a good
3: performance, we'd like to see the same brand of football like on Saturday, the same amount of chances and goals, but it's just about getting over that winning line tonight, and I'm sure that's what Alec will be saying to his players, look, it's about getting the vital victory, and I think we're good enough to go and
1: do that. I think that is a part, Roger, uh, we'd love to see a fast start, it'd be great to be 2-0 up within five minutes, but the 20,000 or so that are here, is it perhaps important that they're patient as well? Yeah, but I think one of the key moments at the weekend was the fast start, not
2: so much early goals, but just the early tempo. Ryan Fraser, Ryan Christie, James Forrest pressing high up the pitch, you know, provoking mistakes from the Albanian defence getting chances
1: and I think as they start at that tempo you hope the goals will come okay kickoff is just seconds away and of course that means that we are going to leave you, uh, but don't worry, we're leaving you in good hands we are back tomorrow night, 6 o'clock I'll be here in the company of your usual Wednesday duel. that is Mark Greedy and Jim Duffy, 6 o'clock until 8 so make sure you join us, we'll have all the post-match reaction, all the follow-out and hopefully we are through this section of the Nations League, we are really about to get underway, in the meantime we're going to leave you with the thought of Ryan Christie I caught up with him recently on the official
9: Scotland podcast I think obviously when the, the squad was announced and I, I saw my name and it I was delighted as usual and um, like you said you're always kind of wanting to add caps I think uh, every kind of young boy in Scotland around, you're always obviously wanting to, to play for your country and try and get as much caps as possible and you know if you're doing that playing big games as well it's even better I mean you've obviously
1: been in, in great club form you've signed a new contract as well congratulations Thank it, it you. must have been a, a whirlwind couple of weeks for you
9: yeah, that's basically the same word I've been using to, to describe it. It's just seemed to um, kind of snowball, um, you know, for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, it's been good for me because I've managed to take so much kind of confidence from that. And I think it's kind of showing in my game right now, which is good. Um, And then what I've said before is that's up to me now to kind of take it into to international football.
1: I mean, Ryan, when you arrive at the Scotland squad in such good form, I mean, I take it you're, you're eager to take that in and really push for a starting place.
9: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think... Um, you know uh, when you see that you're called up all you're thinking is of you know hopefully that you can make an impact uh, at either stage of, of during the game so um, I think not just me but all the boys have got that mindset when they come into the camp so um, you know like I said as well it's it's been such an easy camp to kind of come in with see me being away at Aberdeen there's a few boys coming from Aberdeen Shinny, Gaz so um, you know basically everybody in the in the, the squad this time, I've I've played with before, which is brilliant.
1: I don't know if you've been looking at my notes, but I was about to go for the Highland contingent that we've got <laughs> here in the, the Scotland squad as well. Stuart Armstrong, Gary McKay, Stephen. I take it you guys get get on well, common interests, common background.
9: Yeah, yeah, we've been pals for a, a while. Um, it was funny actually when the squad got released. There's I got a few texts in that the you know the three Highlanders were back together. So um, yeah, it's been good, kind of catching up with them at the start of the week. But yeah, it's just you know it's nice to. Um, to get recognised together and to, to be part of this squad together and it's it's nice to see how far we've come. Roommates or are you kept apart? I'm rooming with Stu. Um, Gaz is with Shinny, I think that's for the Aberdeen connection there. Right, but okay. yeah, it's been uh, me having to put up with Stu this week.
1: Not just yourselves, it is generally quite a young squad though. Does it feel like a, a chance for you guys to really come in, stake a claim and, and sort of take us forward in a new era for the national
9: team? Yeah, yeah. Um, and to be fair, I think that's another positive as well. For me, I think in terms of, uh, you know, all the, all the boys, like I said before, even kind of John McGinn, Calum Patterson. I've played with these guys through the, the 21s all the way up. So it's um, it's nice to see because, you know, when you're playing 21s football, that's the progression you want to try and make. You kind of look towards the, 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 the first team and think, great, one day can we push that? And and it's scores like these where you see that, you know, we are, we're doing just that. And um, then we can really hopefully push on and make an impact. It's a difficult one, to be fair, because... Um, you know, obviously, over the the recent weeks for for Celtic, I've kind of found myself in in a kind of central attacking midfielder role, and I've got a lot of joy from that. Um, and you know, it would be it would be nice to kind of bring that into international scene as well. I mean, I feel from midfield, I can also carry a goal threat, which um, you know is something that's quite important. Um, but on the other side of things, obviously, we're probably a bit um, short of bodies up front. And at the start of the season, I you know again, I played a bit up front for Celtic as well, and really enjoyed that as well. So. Um, yeah, you just said there, you know, everyone's happy to, to play wherever they can in the park, but it really is, its is, I'll, I'll be um, happy anywhere across that, um, you know, kind of attacking line-up, um, as long as it's not kind of centre-half or right back. Yeah. <laughs> let's
1: go back, let's go down memory lane a little bit. You are obviously born and raised in Inverness. What was your, your upbringing like there and your, your football upbringing as well?
9: It was good, well, very good. Um, obviously, I was kind of born into a, a, a very football-orientated family with my dad, so um, that's definitely helped me along the way, but... Um, you know, Inverness is quite a small place and quite a quiet place. And probably at the end of the day, it probably helps me, um, you know, just kind of keep the head down and um, concentrate on football because there's not much else to do <laughs> up there. So um, you find yourself in the back garden kicking a ball about most of your time. Um, but, yeah, I've got, you know, um, no kind of uh, regrets about Inverness at all. And um, obviously love going back to visit um, from time to time, so it's good.
1: If you thought this was going to be one of those rare interviews where you're not asked about your dad's footballing connection, you're wrong, so we're just <laughs> going to crack on with it anyway. Your dad, everyone knows, what was a professional footballer. How much did it help? How much was
9: it perhaps a pressure as well, do you think, to sort of follow in those footsteps? Um, for me, I think it was a huge help. Um, a lot of people kind of talked about a pressure um, when I was growing up, but I didn't really feel that uh, much, um, You know, which was good. I think that's, again, a credit to my dad and... Um, you know, he, he coached me from a young age up, and don't get me wrong, there were some terrible times because, you know, everybody gets a talking to after the match, but I need to go home with it, and then it <laughs> continues there. So, um, yes, it was sometimes it was a bit frustrating, but you know, when I look back on it now, I, I realise kind how fortunate I was to to have somebody, um, you know, in my close family that's 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 had a you know a career in football and knows the pitfalls and you know knows the kind of sacrifices and what you have to do to to um, you know become a professional. So. Um, you know, I've got no doubt probably without my dad that I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Was he hard on you? Yes, Very. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> he still is. I don't know why I said he was, but um, yeah, he's the, obviously the, he'll be the, the the kind of first person I'll call after a game or anything like that, and he, he'll always tell me how it is, which is probably quite nice. I mean, you, you, crammed, you have crammed a lot into such a, a
1: short space of time. By 20, you had you know cup winners medals in the bag. You had made your your, your debut obviously for Inverness against Celtic. You were playing for the Scotland under-21s. It was all such a, a busy time. How do you reflect on, on that period?
9: It was brilliant. I think, obviously, when you're young as well, coming through, you don't really give yourself much time because you, you're enjoying it so much and you just want to play football. Um, it's one of the amazing things when you're young coming through. Um, I mean, I've got to give huge credit to, to to John Hughes, who, obviously, Inverness kind of broke me into the first team. And um, Again, I was really fortunate to to come into a team that You know, even as a a young player, kind of suited me, which sounds strange because you know um, I'm not, especially when I was younger, not one for many physical battles. But John Hughes got Inverness playing some incredible football when he was there, and um, that's what led us to such an incredible time at Inverness, where, like you said, a a Scottish Cup and um, playing European football for the first time in the club's history. So um, again, it's 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 another person in my career who I've got to give a a huge amount of credit to.
1: That success then leads. to the move to Celtic, how how does that feel when you, perhaps when you,
9: when you get that call or when you eventually put pen to paper? Um, yeah, it was exciting. It was it was a bit overwhelming as well. Obviously, it was I was quite young and you know still living at home with my mum and dad and stuff. So it was it was that kind of side of things. And, you know, getting up and moving down to um, Glasgow for for you know obviously for a lot of people it's just a, a normal city. For me, it was the you know the big smoke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, I, I think. Um, when I first went down to Celtic, I actually had a bit of an injury from from Iberness, which you know it's a strange one, but it probably helped me kind of bed in a little bit. Um, so I wasn't kind of thrown in the deep end. I could kind of get used to, to Glasgow life, and um, obviously you know it took me a bit of time to get going at Celtic, but it's uh, it was it was something that's probably helped me in the, the long term.
1: People will look at the football side of it in, in terms of how you settle in. In that respect, how you learn to cope. But, is the, the side away from football, is, is that just as tough? Is that just as important that you can get your your personal life right in Glasgow to, to allow you to go and, and perform at
9: your best? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where you need to you need to have a kind of a strong group of people around you. Um, you know, because at, at times in football, um, you know, I've I've been lucky. I've not really experienced that much, but I can imagine it's a very lonely kind of sport to be in when you know people can sometimes move halfway across the world by themselves. So. Um, you know, I was lucky to obviously friends and family that um, you know were always keeping in touch when I was moving down to Glasgow and made it that, that easier that transition.
1: The the loan spells that you had at Aberdeen, particularly now when you are in such good form, just how important were they in your development?
9: Yeah, they were they were they were massive. To be fair, I think um, even even when I was kind of um, first, the, the opportunity came to me, um, and Brendan Rodgers was was probably very good with me in terms of he sat me down and told me what he thinks. You know I need to work on um, to, to get into his team. And you know first things first, I would need game time as, as well. So um, you know I think Aberdeen was a perfect club for me in terms of you know I wasn't moving away. I was I was staying still in Scotland, still in the, in, in the league I knew. But um, playing at a club that still had a kind of a pressure to, to win every week, um, and that was probably something I maybe struggled to adapt to with Celtic, where um, you know a club was was such high expectations of everyone week in, week out, um, which I don't really have at Inverness.
1: Right, we like to find out a little bit behind the scenes. We like to know what goes on in international break. Um, and I'm, I'm fascinated because there's only usually two options. It's Netflix or Fortnite. That's what I've learned. So is that the way it is? Or I know you're rooming with Stuart Armstrong. Has he got something a bit more highbrow for you? I know he's quite an intelligent chap. <laughs> What's the, how do you spend
9: your downtime? Um, there's no Fortnite in our room, to be fair, because Stu's clueless at that. But... Um, we've got Netflix, we've got a few Netflix, I've been trying to get Stu into a few scary movies but he's not having it at all, um, so I'll be trying again tonight to, to put something on.
1: I think we've already asked someone else about this as well but it just seems worth repeating about his hair care. The regime, is it, is it lengthy? Is it's it, non-stop, is it, it's is it incredible.
9: It, it does your head and if you're in a room with him. Um, you know, you'll, you'll wake up at nine o'clock and you, you may, you'll be lucky if you get in the bathroom for five past ten because wow. he's just in there all morning. Um, the the products he's got lined up beside the, the sink, I, I've got no room for any of my toiletries. So, um, yeah, obviously he puts in a, a lot of graph behind the scenes for for the result.
1: It's pretty much a year since you made your Scotland debut. What's that moment like? You, mean, you know, pulling the shirt on for the first time, walk out national anthem, all the rest of
9: it. Yeah, uh, amazing. I can't really put it into words. Um, you know, I was lucky enough as well. I was playing at Aberdeen, obviously the game was at the Tawdry which was was nice and. You know, I had every single member of my family there, um, you know, asking every man the dog if I could borrow tickets off him. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. I and mean, obviously, you know, the single national anthem, and you know, the in the family and the crowd, it's um, something I'm doing, I'll never forget.